0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all your favorite podcasting apps and is also on the Basketball Podcast Network, sponsored by DraftKings. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today, even though covering the Wolves hasn't been all that fun lately. Yeah, I don't know, but at least I'm honest about it. Well, the Timberwolves this past week played three games, and guess what? All losses. Yep, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Well, kind of. The the Celtics game, well, yeah, the Celtics game. We're playing probably the best team in the league. We're playing the best team in the West in New Orleans. We only lost by one, yeah. But no, the way we lost was really irritating. The Miami game was, like... It could drive you to shatter a TV screen or windows or whatever the heck. At least the sun's finally starting to shine around here in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Yes, at least the sun's shining. We have half of the time of this time of year, it's like you're uh, basically dying to get sunlight around here, up here in the northern hemisphere, especially northern northern hemisphere, we'll say. But um, let's get back to where we need to be. Three games to review. Four games. To preview a little more busy than last week, but uh, so that means less babbling for me, hopefully. Or if it's more babbling, it's going to be even longer. Uh, I think I'm going to get to this right now because I'm afraid I'll forget. Like, I get to the fan interaction, and I don't think about it, and I'm moving on, wrapping up the show. But I got a real nice uh review on Apple Podcasts, and I really appreciate it. Let's see if I can get down there here real quick. Uh, yes. Wilco321, five stars to you, Joey. Keep them coming. I can tell you enjoy doing the shows. Merry Christmas to you, too. And, yep, thank you so much, Wilco. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Uh, really appreciate that review. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I really do enjoy doing these shows very much. Uh, Tim Rolls Explosion, it, it's like a natural show for me because I, I played a lot of basketball years ago and even, well, not, not as recent as I would have liked. So I have a lot of experience being around the game, playing the game, and of course, you know, observing the game for quite a long time. So so, um, it's it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Some shows are a little tougher to do. Maybe I I don't come off as natural or as natural as this one. We'll say. Uh, So I thank you so much, Wilco. Three, two, one. So anybody out there willing to do a review, I deeply, deeply appreciate it. It really helps. Uh, listeners, or it really helps potential listeners of the show as well. Uh, it'll just help the show, you know, word of mouth, sharing, retweeting, stuff like that. So, those of you out there, it's just wonderful. So, yep, and Wilco, don't be afraid to to tweet me or uh, to, to tweet me sometime at t wolves ex or anything like that. Call in, you know, paladino live uh, at yahoo dot com, and I'll get to that in the fan interaction segment. I'm not demanding or begging anybody to call in or anything but if you do it's wonderful i'm just saying you know i don't expect you to but if you do that's that's awesome i'm like oh now that you now that you gave me a review you better call in uh, i didn't know i'm, I'm not going to be like that that'd be terrible <laughs> it'd be funny but it'd be terrible i love those hornets uniforms nba uh network on the screen right now nba tv Pardon of me mm, love the hornets uniforms it's too bad they're so crappy it really is Let's get where I need to be the other Eastern Conference team. The Boston Celtics, the leaders in the East right now, or them or Milwaukee, it's kind of both. 121-109, the Celtics just kind of outmatched the Wolves and it was just wonderful, Um, just great. Yeah, and pretty much a healthy lineup as well for the uh, Boston Celtics. They have Blake Griffin, don't they? I almost forgot about that guy. Blake Griffin's on the Celtics. Yeah, he's vanished out of the face of the earth the last three, four years. Danilo Gallinari, you know, he was a factor for the Hawks in their little playoff run a couple of years ago. That was fun. Best uniforms in the NBA. Um, The Celtics have, when they wear their regular uniforms, are way up at the top, but they wear all these weird ones. and I don't know. Sometimes you don't need to get cute with things. I think you just ruin it that way. Anthony Edwards did have 30 points in the game. It was actually a really nice game for him. Jalen Brown, absolutely elite, 36. Jason Tatum, 30. Tatum can go up for 50 at any given time. It's uh, It was just one of those kind of games again. I mean, nice statistics for the Timberwolves players, but it just kind of felt like we weren't there. Um, the number one theme of this episode is what's going on. You know, D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Bear, guys like that. D'Angelo Russell is like the bad Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the last, yeah you know, like two, three years. Yeah, and into last season, the bad version of Kirk Cousins. well, nice numbers: twenty points, twenty-one points, ten assists, and all that stuff. Seven rebounds. Yeah, the stats are great, at least in this game. Sometimes they're not good that in that category either. But something's always kind of been lacking. You know, they, like sometimes he'll just he'll put in that one dumb idiot play, particularly in games like New Orleans. But it's it's all the time, like Miami and such. He'll put in that lazy effort type of play that ends up killing you. And he'll do it again, that type of thing. And then Rudy Gobert, like, (laughs) probably the theme of the theme of the theme of the theme of this episode is Rudy Gobert in a lot of ways. All of you that were ripping that trade for Rudy Gobert with all those draft picks and those wonderful role players, especially. Jared Vanderbilt. Later in the season last year, I was frustrated with him. It seemed like he was banged up and never coming, never getting back to where he needed to be, like his knees or whatever. So, kind of concerning thinking like, okay, is he just going to kind of be one of those guys that runs out of gas in the second half of the season and he's not going to have a long career or whatever the heck. He's maybe got chronic issues that are going to pop up later on. Not sure. But, I mean, he provided wonderful defense. Not the biggest guy in the world. Rudy Gobert is a really large guy. And he's been Defensive Player of the Year how many times? But he doesn't block shots at all now for the Timberwolves. It's like, what happened? It's like he blocks about half the amount of shots that he did like every other year in his career. No block shots in the Celtics game. And that's just one small sample. That's just a microcosm or whatever the heck the word is of what uh, Rudy Gobert has been this season in a lot of ways. Sure, he got the 12 rebounds. Sometimes he doesn't even do that. Only attempted four shots. And he's just too damn finesse. You remember how frustrated a lot of us got with uh, N- Nikola Pekovic? Like, just dunk the bleeping ball! Even Ricky Rubio, like, politely said, "Dunk it." He's like, you know, uh, they were, you know, they had the, the microphone going on, where you know, <laughs> you know, the famous line where uh, Ricky Rubio told uh, Alexei Shved, "Change of face, be happy, enjoy it." You know, and, and I know that's cute, probably because it was on the microphone, but it's cute and everything and we can all fall in love with Rubio for that, but. When you could hear uh, Nikola Pekovic saying, I tried to go for a layup or something, and then Ricky said, dunk it, dunk it. See, that sounded more like genuine to me. Um, <laughs> and I feel this thing about Rudy Gobert. What's going on? And he's had plenty of thunderous jams this season, to be fair. But a lot of times he just seems to finesse, him being Rudy Gobert. He just seems to finesse, finesse offensively def- and finesse defensively. It's, I don't know, I'm confused with it all. Uh, luckily, Jaden McDaniels picked up the slack there with three blocks. Even Anthony Edwards had a couple blocks in the game. Jaden McDaniels has been real good the last couple of weeks, let's be fair. And remember how I kind of was I was attacking him a little bit with some of those crappy games. He played good defense for the most part, but he just seemed dazed and kind of halfway there. It was like, okay, you're kind of good in one area and not like you're like you don't exist on the other side. It was kind of irritating with uh, Jaden McDaniels. But um, now he's really stepped up. He's starting to... And, you know, that kind of happened last year, too, where he was kind of up and down, up and down. But when he was at his best, you could tell he'd taken a step forward, uh, you know, at his higher end. Basically, he's playing at a higher level compared to what he had, you know, generally speaking. It, it was a higher level than the year before. And this year, it feels the high level is a higher level than the year before, again, where Jay McDaniels is like an undisputed starter in this lineup, um, there's no question. There's, you know, for years ago, he was more like, okay, he's a nice, you know, he's a nice, you know, nine-man rotation guy who can provide this, provide that, provide some defense, provide some energy, spark, plug, this and that. And then he just continued to get better and better. Where there's no doubt, he is a starter. Um, this was another game where we emptied out the bench at the end of the game, a minute twelve for Luca Garza, Nathan Knight, Josh not, good for him, Wendell Moore, and good old Matt Ryan. <laughs> and that was kind of. <laughs> where clearly the game was totally finished. Sorry, I got a coughing fit popping up on me, so my apologies. But, you know, coughing fit, that's kind of the Wolves in this game as well. Reid again, continues to provide that nice, ah uh, uh, nice energy. He did turn the ball over four times. He did get two blocks. Reid's kind of one of those guys, it's hard to explain. You know, obviously, he, the energy level is up, and the team seems to play better when he's on the floor versus Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is a, a better natural defender. The Nas Reed. Nas Reed can have some of those athletic defensive plays and this and that. Uh, And yeah, he's a high-energy guy, and obviously there's a big age difference from Rudy Gobert, big brother Rudy Gobert, and little brother uh, Nas Reed, but it is what it is. Uh, Jalen Noel attempted 17 shots and scored 13. So the Paladino-Joey ratio. uh, Field goal, whatever, shot ratio is awful there. 17 shots, 13 points. For real, man? Are you kidding? Okay, sorry. Um, 25... uh, Anthony Edwards was 13-25, and and the reason why his ratio is kind of weak is he only attempted one free throw in the whole game. Is it the refs not giving him calls, or is he not selling it enough, or this or that? Is he not attacking the rim enough? I I think he attacks the rim quite a bit, as uh, Anthony Edwards most of the time did wind up with 30 points in the game. He does settle for shots a lot. But, uh, of course, when he does, him being Anthony Edwards drive to the basket, I think he's at his absolute freaking best. Uh, he can be flat out dominant. And, of course, being as physically imposing as Anthony Edwards is becoming, you know, that's just going to continue to grow. Austin Rivers, not much to say. Uh, 25 minutes of not much, you know? Not much. Two points, you know? Attempted three shots. Not much. Just nothing much. I mean, I don't know. No assists. I don't know. That's... What was the point, you know? And Bryn Forbes, eight minutes, did nothing. Just missed a shot. That's it. Didn't even attempt a three-pointer. That's kind of funny. Got an offensive rebound. We appreciate that, but that's about it. Um, and he got a foul. Yay. Uh, but again, the Wolves just kind of outmatched, outclassed by the Boston Celtics, and the Wolves dropped below five hundred again, which is where we're hanging out for way too long this year. And the other major thing that's been f- talking about, uh, talked about lately, especially after this Miami Heat game, yep and, like, replays of the uh, <laughs> the Wolves. And, uh, yeah, we're seeing highlight highlights and lowlights of the Wolves uh, and Pelicans right now on the screen. So, obviously, distracted again, which is okay, I suppose. Yep. Ugh. And it's just, yep, three, miss three after miss three after miss three, and the other team comes flying down the court, whoever they are, if it's the Pelicans, the Celtics, the Heat, whatever, uh, regardless of who's in the lineup and who's out of the lineup. What was that? That was, like, a travel. But okay. Uh, Rudy Gobert, though, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get to the Pelicans game. And we'll get to the Heat game also. Um, This is when you first really started uh, started hearing people talking about, is Chris Finch going to lose his job this year? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that conversation has started. The conversation has started, and it's extremely unfortunate. I'm a gigantic Chris Finch fan. I'm in no rush to let him go. But well, I mean, whatever it is, it ain't working. The players aren't responding the way they need to, and I don't necessarily think that's Chris Finch's fault. Though unfortunately, a lot of times coaches do take the fall. I the trade is gonna go down as it's gonna go down as one of the real bad ones. Um, you guys, what what the hell was that? Okay, you guys that were again ripping the trade uh, back in the summer, including uh, Toney Brown. I I think you're right. I think so. I think you're right. I know it's early, but it shouldn't be this bad. It just it doesn't make sense. It looks like a completely unnatural fit. Um, I'm not sure. And I know Carl Anthony Towns is out. I, I get all that. But, I mean, there's still something about all this just isn't right. What's been happening. Um, Rudy Gobert's defense dropping off as much as it has, particularly the shot blocking, but just the overall shot-changing presence isn't what it was. He's been getting in foul trouble. Uh, He seems like slower to the, you know, he seems slower going to the, uh, getting to the ball. I don't know. It's very strange. Very strange. Um, And they're talking about if, like, say, if uh, Chris Finch was like, oh, maybe would Quinn Snyder be the guy to take over the Timberwolves, of course. Again, the former Utah Jazz coach for many years with Rudy Gobert. Is Rudy Gobert just starting to show age already? And if he is holy cow, Herschel Walker 2.0, that's exactly what that would be, if that's the case, it's another Herschel Walker, and uh, the Utah Jazz are going to win three NBA championships uh, in the next five to seven years, yep, yep, they're going to have the best team in the league, just like the Cowboys, you know, with the Vikings, back in the the 90s, so, no, I'm just kidding, I don't think Utah is ever going to win a championship, I just don't, but I just don't. That's just me, but maybe they will. The Milwaukee Bucks won a championship, so that was insanely impressive. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe New Orleans will win a championship this year, the way they look. They look uh, insanely impressive now. The Miami Heat game. What the devil, man. I mean, no Jimmy Butler. No Bam. No Bam Adebayo. I don't think he's like this legend, but he's a good player. Bam Adebayo. Um, God, just makes me angry. And then Duncan Robinson, who barely played, got hot at the end and ended up helping the Wolves lose the game. Nikola Jovich started in the game, did pretty well. Kyle Lowry had his moments. Orlando Robinson, you know, made Rudy Gobert look pretty crappy. What 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 else is there to say, guys? Uh, we, we lost to a Heat team that didn't have a whole lot of talent. Uh, Orlando Robinson, I guess. Uh, I guess Orlando Robinson. Wahoo, good for him. Go Orlando Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Undrafted free agent. Made Rudy Gobert look like crap. Rudy Gobert is making $50 million a year. Rudy Gobert got benched late in the game. Benched, benched late in the game. Now, as we had great statistics, I mean, again, the defense wasn't, you know, his defense is random. It's nothing like what Rudy Gobert should be. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 31 13, and again, got benched in the game. No block shots again. It's just, seriously, man, no block shots again. Uh, only seven attempts, only seven uh, field goal attempts. His field goal percentage is wonderful, but, well, duh, he plays like five feet from the basket most of the time offensively. That's the only time he ever puts up a shot, and it's always a finesse play. It's nothing too, like, imposing. Something's missing. I don't know if he's bleeped up because of his ankle or what the deal is, or he's got sore knees, or or he just is, I don't know, he's, he's not happy here or what. But it's a combination of a lot of things, it feels like. Uh, poor coaching could it be? Uh, people are starting to say it. The Barreros of the world are starting to say it that, uh, yeah, I mean, some of this does come to coaching when you hear every single night, effort, 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 effort. When you hear the coach talking about effort uh, uh, all the time, well, uh, who was the coach that we used to hear that all the time was, uh, Kurt Rambis. That's when you get a feeling like something's missing. Something's not connecting. Uh, you're, you're making the phone call, but the son of a biscuit isn't answering the phone. That's not a good sign. Um, it's really not. Anthony Edwards, 29. Again, another very impressive game, uh, except for the eight turnovers. He was a sloppy mess, and he continued to be at an idiotic turnover, or a travel call, late, late when he could have had a nice floater put up, maybe to help the Wolves win this game, or, you know, stay in it, this and that. Um, DeAngelo Russell, six turnovers. It's just pathetic. The assist to turnover ratio in this game. Is disgusting. Jalen Noel surprised me, though. Six assists and no turnover, so he actually started running an offense a little bit for a while there. It was actually quite impressive. So his shot wasn't falling. You maybe saw a little bit of extra from Jalen Noel. So another cold night shooting, but he did manage six assists in the game. So that was impressive. But again, I mean, you lose to a bunch of just, you know, they're a bunch of okay players. I don't know. I mean, Caleb Martin, Max Strauss, Nikola Jovich, Tyler Hero, yay! Uh, he had a big shot late in the game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was him. Not yeah, big big three that ended up being the dagger, and I was furious. Victor Oladipo, who couldn't stay healthy, was life dependent on it. Really though, like really, Orlando Robinson, 15 points by the way, 15 points. Thank you, Rudy. And there's, he was benched for a freaking reason. Nas Reed was playing well. Rudy Gobert was not playing well. It's a combination. It's not just oh, Nas Reed was just playing his. He was he was on a, he was on a roll. Yeah, that's, that's coach speak. That's, uh, that's a lot. Uh, what do they call that? You know, that's, uh, uh, damage control, all that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, <laughs> four first round picks, four first round picks. That's all I can tell you. Four first round picks. Walker Kessler Jr. at the beginning of his career, shot blocking machine. He's not a stud, but he'd be, he'd, he'd be valuable. He'd be a valuable guy and he'd probably get better and better and better. He's just getting started. Just, just a young boy. Um, Vanderbilt still very super duper young, like Nas Reed, like Jalen, uh, Jane McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, all those guys kind of growing up together, and then you trade them away. Uh, Patrick Beverly, well, you know, yeah, Patrick Beverly's crazy. He, he, <laughs> but <laughs> this is an extremely serious situation going on here, and I don't know. There's people talking also about. Uh, Uh, You know, like fans and such on Twitter talking about, hey, you know, Toronto and Chicago went after Rudy Gobert pretty hard back in the summer, and the Wolves ended up outbidding them, basically. Because Rudy Gobert, you know, Rudy Gobert's the king of kings when it comes to defense and center and everything. So you gotta get him. You know, the stifled tower, man. He's the leaning tower. He's the leaning tower right now. Might as well change his language to Italiano. Nothing against Italians, by the way. But unfortunately for Kilken Tanilo yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that alone, but <clears throat> Rudy Gobert is more of like the leaning tower, or say, dare I say, the French in World War II, yeah, now I'm really in trouble here, the, Yeah, they weren't exactly, um, they weren't exactly the pillar of strength in World War II, they really weren't, um, I'm just being honest, okay, just look at history, okay, that's kind of what it looks like right now, <laughs> Anthony Edwards would be the, uh, yep, Anthony Edwards is storming, the, uh, storming Normandy, I love what he's doing, but I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Rudy Gobert, this whole thing is uh, it's scary. And you're hearing it all over the place. Like, it could be an absolute disaster, and it's heading closer and closer to that. Uh, The Patrick Royce's, the the Barreros, uh, Doogie Wilson, uh, you know, (laughs) Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, all of them. You know, it's people everywhere are saying, like, this is kind of scary. It's been a big enough sample size now to be a little worried. And I think it's okay. This is not panic, it's honesty. It's not panic, it's honesty. This team has no business being below 500. No business whatsoever. Carl Anthony Towns' value is high, and oh, I can just hear you, I can just hear people, you know, seething right now. Carl Anthony Towns, hello. Yeah, but come on. We, you know, Carl Anthony Towns sure has a, a lot of value. But so does Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, Rudy Gobert. You know, teams have injuries. You know, teams have injuries. LeBron James always misses time nowadays, less than other guys. Uh, The Warriors have had injuries up the blankety-blank, and they still won championships, you know, and stuff, much as I hated every second of that. Um, It happens, you know. It happens. Teams can overcome. This this team has enough players on its roster that we can hang in there, hold down the fort uh, against who, you know, against at least halfway decent teams or crappy teams like Miami. Again, Carlson Towns is out. Yeah, Miami. Jimmy Butler's out. Do you think that matters for something? You know, out of bio, again, he's not the legendary, you know, he's not Tim Duncan in his prime. He's not Hakeem Olajuwon, but he's still good. You know, the whole point is Orlando Robinson ain't Hakeem Olajuwon either. He's not Hakeem Olajuwon either, and he kind of looked like it against Rudy Gobert at times. Not literally, but figuratively. Ah, uh, Max Strauss. I, it's a, I, what the hell? Maybe I'm a complete ignorant fool, but Max Strauss. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, my eyebrows are raised. Let's keep going. The, the Pelicans game. Apparently, this is an actual replay of the game. That's great, but unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it's too early in the game to get too excited. It was the later stages of the game versus the uh, New Orleans Pelicans that would really drive you nuts because the Wolves played pretty well in the game versus the New Orleans Pelicans who are actually the top seed in the uh, Western Conference right now. Or at least tied with it with Denver, which is crazy. I don't think either one of them goes to the NBA Finals, but okay. you know I would take it any day over the Golden Bleepin... Yeah, I'd take it over some of those teams in the Pacific Division. Let's leave it alone. Anthony Edwards led the club in scoring along with D'Angelo Russell tied with 27-27. I had a feeling it would be something like that. Zion Williamson was crazy. He was wild and everything. I'm, you're getting hits from D'Angelo Russell, like maybe he uh, got away with a lot of stuff because they said he's playing football Everyone, uh, when everyone else is playing basketball, that kind of thing. Like maybe he's getting away with some of that, uh, in, in, you know, his imposing size and everything. Maybe he should have gotten called for more fouls, this and that, offensive fouls. 43 points, though. And he had a key, him being Zion Williamson, had a key steal late in the game, an uh, obnoxious turnover that ended up uh, putting the... Uh, Pelicans ahead, and then just more missed shots, missed opportunities down the stretch, blown offensive rebounds that ended up causing the Wolves uh, golden opportunities throughout this game. I mean, the Wolves played so well and then just kind of fell apart down the stretch. Freaking, freaking frustrating. Um, the Wolves end up losing 119 to 118 on Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, makes you sad. Makes you want to cry. Wednesday, December 28th. Yep. Um, Again, the Wolves were outplaying the Pelicans for a while, and they were uh, up and down stretches. Wolves were ahead by like 10 at times in the third, and then the Pelicans kind of took over, and the Wolves took leads in the fourth quarter, eight-point leads and such, and then, of course, the thing fell apart. It was a game of runs, and unfortunately, the Wolves didn't get the job done down the stretch again. Just terrible turnovers, and and, uh, insane frustrations. Uh, Missed threes, I don't know. I mean, what one more can you say? Anthony Edwards didn't have his best game, 10 of 23, two of six from downtown. I'm completely fine with Anthony Edwards leading the Minnesota Timberwolves in field goal attempts. I think he's the, I think he is the best player on the Timberwolves in a lot of ways, regardless if it's Rudy Gobert, regardless if it's Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's the best player on the team in a lot of ways. Um, And at least uh, he's he's got more leadership skills long-term than I think Carl Anthony Towns has had plenty of time to be that guy. And I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't lead by example the way leaders are supposed to at times. That's one thing that I'm not missing too much. And again, I'm not saying the Wolves are better without Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, He's the best three-point shooting big man in the history of the NBA, him being Carl. And of course, he can provide block shots. He can rebound the heck out of the ball. He can drive to the basket make an awesome plays. Carl Anthony Towns is a wonderful player. But again, some of that whininess, the whininess, the complaining, I mean, this has been a thing that is not new. We've been talking about it forever. It doesn't, It's never helped the team, that kind of stuff. And I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that drove us crazy about the J.J. Boreas and the uh, Rick Adelmans in the past. What? J.C. I can't believe that. Uh, uh, how can you call that? You know, J.C. this, and you could read his lips. That was uh, Rick Edelman. That was not good either. I mean, it was not good. And of course, again, J.J. Barea whining like, a you know, every single frickin' time down the court, it was annoying. Um, Austin Rivers didn't have much of a week, did he? What the heck? It's like he's kind of back to being what some of us thought he might he might be, where he'll play several minutes but just doesn't do a whole lot. And that's unfortunate because it's like last week I was talking about how underrated he was. This week it's like he's on the other side of the the, the coin here. And talking about other side of the coin, Rudy Gobert, offensively, same crap. Four of five, you know. Yay, a couple of finesse layups and this and that close to the basket, maybe a little, cute little dunk. He got four blocks in the game, but he fouled out. He fouled out. Austin Rivers fouled out too. Um, Jade McDaniels, five fouls. Anthony Edwards, four. And again, that's how, again, the complaints about uh, Zion Williamson kind of bullying his way through. And any single time the Wolves touch him, it's like foul, you know, yeah, he would bully his way through and the foul would be on us versus him. That's where the football and everybody playing basketball conversation came from uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Again, on that turnover on a pass to uh, Jade McDaniels, that ended up being uh, one of the daggers of the game pretty much. The other guy who always hits daggers and drives us crazy and did for years and years at the Portland Trailblazers, CJ McCollum, three of six from downtown Didn't exactly have the greatest game of all time, but you know, 20 points. 20 points is still 20 points. Trey Murphy just was was brutal as well. 5 of 6 from downtown, those corner threes. But uh, Zion Williamson, two-thirds of his shots went in. 14 of 19. 19 free throw attempts again, just bullying his way to the basket. And, you know, not a whole lot was called on him. He got three personal fouls in the game, but most people probably thought he should have fouled out, I'm sure. But that's kind of how it goes like how do you ref Shaq? and now it's going to be like how do you ref zion williamson kind of is what it is so somehow the brooklyn nets by the way they have they have passed the uh milwaukee brewers no milwaukee bucks by a half game well steve nash i guess so much for uh steve nash being the great coach right that's why when they fired him and uh that move apparently has helped the brooklyn nets i'm impressed i'm impressed it's, it also helps when kyrie irving plays too Again, say all the crap you want about the flat earth and stuff. I don't agree about the flat earth, but I might agree about some of the other things he said. I just might. You know, (laughs) we have every right to agree with some things and disagree with others. You know, we're never going to agree on everything. Nobody agrees on everything. Nobody. Um, But, I mean, he's a hell of a player. And let's not forget how valuable he was for the Cleveland Cavaliers winning their championship. Um, I have a statement to make as well. LeBron James talking about I just want to win and blah blah blah. You know it's not in my DNA to be, you know, to be in this situation. You know, like losing like this. Yeah, I know you're always a front runner and it's ridiculous. Yes, he is a front runner. LeBron James is a probably the biggest front runner in the history of the NBA. But here's my prediction: within a, uh, probably within the next few months, LeBron James will be a Cleveland Cavalier once more. Cleveland Cavalier. The Cavaliers are playing significantly better. Imagine LeBron James on that roster. I think he's—they're going, going to find a way. They're going to find a way to get him to the Cleveland Cavaliers, or he's going to find a way to get himself to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, with some of that back-channel conversation, I think somehow, some way, LeBron James winds up with Cleveland again one more time. Somehow, that's just my guess. You might think, how is that going to happen? Blah blah blah. Anything can happen in the NBA. Believe me, when it comes to trades and player movement, things can happen. I think LeBron James goes to Cleveland Cavaliers one last time, and that is where his career will end with the Cleveland Cavaliers. His third stint with the team will be his final uh, destination in the NBA. I do not believe LeBron James is on his final team. I think next year or the next team will be the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that will be the end. So that's my prediction. LeBron James will not finish his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. No, absolutely not. Are you, are you nuts? With that said, wow, this was really long. I'm kind of, I'm like enjoying this too much, huh? <laughs> I'm having fun, man. I'm having fun doing this, but at the same time, I'm not having fun. It's been really frustrating uh, with the Wolves. I'm not having fun in terms of how the Wolves are playing and how this whole trade is turning up, turning out. So, I mean, it, mostly it's not even, it, it, I, I enjoy doing the show. I really enjoy being able to give my opinion on things. It's not about grandstanding. You don't hear me screaming and yelling. But at the same time, there, there is a lot to say. And if how can you not be concerned? And let me tell you, what's happening right now is not helping Timberwolves Explosion. Let's just say out of my three sports shows, Timberwolves explosions in third place. Yep. Yep, it's in third place. Some of you might think it's my highest quality show uh, of the three, but it's in third place. Yep. So with that, uh, the... Lone Wolf Award, I better get going. Lone Wolf Award is going to be Anthony Edwards. The Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to be Rudy Gobert and D'Angelo Russell. Despite the great numbers by D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert getting his four blocks, finally. uh, Again, D'Angelo Russell, no, it's just going to be Rudy Gobert, generally speaking. But Russell deserves uh, honorable mention. Russell did play okay, but I mean, again, he is the kind of guy... I mean, there's there's always going to be something missing from D'Angelo Russell, and there's definitely something missing from Rudy Gobert right now. Rudy Gobert gets the uh, Johnny Flynn memorial. He he's just a colossal disappointment so far, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's it's not a pretty sight. With that, we'll take a quick break and come back and preview the four games, and I'll try not to babble too much. <laughs> We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Time to uh, preview the four games, but first we'll hear from DraftKings right here, right now. The NBA season is heating up, and there are, there are so many great games and all that stuff coming up. Uh, maybe going into the Portland game, going into whichever game the Timberwolves are playing coming up. Uh, try to bet on the Timberwolves if you can. Maybe bet on the Bucks coming up. I don't know, but whatever it is. Obviously, again, there's there's great games all over the league, and exciting to uh, do your bets and all that with uh, DraftKings. When I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 dollars pregame game money on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Yeah, parlays are like the added legs, of course, to your bet. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team I'll win total rebounds and more. Yep, boy, oh boy, get those rebounds all right. Come on, guys. <laughs> the more bets, the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. <clears throat> Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network, of course, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, (laughs) Lottie. Sorry. Timberwolves will be playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Not the Schmucks, but the Bucks. Not the time of a Schmucks. They're the Schmucks right now. The Bucks, well... Twenty-two and twelve on the season in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Not in Bradley Arena or anything like that. It's called Fiserv Forum. Fiserv Forum. Fiserv Forum. That's where the Bucks play. That's where the Bucks play. Okay, so the Buck stops here. That was a good one. That was funny. The Bucks beat the Wolves at Target Center on November the fourth. Another Friday. You're, uh, yeah, it's already two months ago. Almost. Gee, gee. Before you know it, winter's gonna be over. You know that, right? As cold as it might be for some people, it's going to be over before you know it. I have a little countdown. Here I go babbling into la-la land. I apologize. 80 days remaining. 80 days remaining. Yep. 80 days until spring. Amazing. That's not that far. You do know that, right? Considering Friday, November 4th was about 60 days ago. That's how fast it was. Yep. Of course, that was the beginning of clean cleanup season. This is the season finale, the rubber match, so to speak. The Bucks will sweep the Wolves, I think, even though they've lost four games in a row. So, But the Wolves have lost four games in a row, too. So let's not forget that. Something's got to give. Somebody's losing streak ends tonight, baby. The Bucks beat New Orleans. What do you think of that? In New Orleans, 128-119, and then lost to Cleveland, 114-106. At Brooklyn, 118-100. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> lost to the Celtics, 139-118. to at Chicago, Those are all road games, by the way, at Chicago, 119, 113, 13. It doesn't help when people are hurt, but of course, again, Kyle Anderson back. He'd he also been sick, but apparently he's coming back very soon. Jordan McLaughlin, the calf, that is lingering and lingering and lingering. And uh, the talk is that he's still not going to be back for a bit. Carl Anthony Towns, the multiple weeks away, uh, multitude of weeks away for that, the calf injury on uh, November 28th. So kind of important players, I'd have to say. I understand, believe me. Drew Holiday, and this is another reason why the, uh, the Bucks are struggling. Drew Holiday hamstring as of December the 27th, very recently. Chris Middleton knee injury December the 16th. That's not helping at all. Chris Middleton's insanely valuable for the Bucks, and Drew Holiday. Those are the other two major pieces, quite honestly, to their championship and to the current team as well. In Milwaukee, points per game, the Wolves are ninth. Okay, whatever that means, right? The Bucks are 17th. Rebounds 22nd. The Bucks are. Second, second, field goal percentage. Wolves are third. Bucks are twenty fourth. Three point percentage. The Wolves are twenty second. The Bucks are twenty first. Uh, turnovers. Wolves are twenty eighth. Yep. Ugh. And like amount, It's Obviously, the higher, the worse. Uh, Bucks are nineteenth. Assisted turnover ratio. Twenty sixth for Minnesota. Nineteenth for Milwaukee. Block shots were both at six a game or sixth place. In, excuse me. Five point four. That's not bad. Wolves are fourth in steals. Thank you, Anthony Edwards. And the Bucks are 24th. Um, I don't have a whole lot of confidence going in this one. As uh, long as the Greek freak is healthy and he continues to play, he's not as big as uh, Zion Williams or anything, but he still can be as dominant. Obviously, in fact, he's been better most of his career. He won a championship for Pete's sake. Drew Holiday out. Uh, Lopez actually had a nice renaissance of a season, about 15 points a game. That's Brooke Lopez, the former uh, Brooklyn Nad Middleton, is had an oft-injured season, only seven games. It's unfortunate, uh, only averaging 11 points. So he's definitely had a, a disappointing year. Rayson Allen, nice piece off the bench, of course. He can drive people nuts. Bobby Portis, his role is definitely uh, growing. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. And, of course, that's what happens. And Chris Middleton's out as well, 13 and a half a game. But uh, there's people said that said just pretty mediocre. Serge Ibaka, old Ibaka. Remember him? Serge Ibaka. And he finally got a ring with the Toronto Raptors. He's on the Bucks now. Geez, he's like the ultimate, uh, what do they call that? The ultimate uh, journeyman, along with Wesley Matthews. Wow, Wesley Wesley Matthews. 25 games, 15 minutes, 3 points. What's going on? Thanasis, Thanasis Freak. Thanasis, the Greek Freak, uh, 2.0. Well, not really. 4 minutes a game in 16 games. So, unfortunately, we'll see if Thanasis ever uh, moves up a bit. Again, the younger brother of the big Freak, Kianis. The Milwaukee Bucks will end their losing streak against, and again it'll be against the Minnesota Timberwolves, unfortunately. That's just my belief. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence right now. Maybe the Wolves say, bleep this, and they step up and have a great game. That's what's going to have to happen. Obviously, like an Anthony Edwards epic performance, that kind of thing. Maybe Rudy Gobert is like, hey, you know, I'm tired of the criticism. I'm going to step up and kick some butts. Well, you better, buddy. You better because I'm getting frustrated too. (laughs) It's... Yeah, it's a huge issue. It really is. Um, but I think the Bucks win the game, unfortunately. Relatively lower scoring, maybe. I don't know. The Bucks have been terrible lately, but I got a feeling it's going to be something like 117, 110, Milwaukee wins by seven. Anthony Edwards pushes 30 again, but the Wolves end up not winning the game. I mean, I think Anthony Edwards is consistently going to be the, the best player on the floor every night for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that's not that... Crazy. That's not that big of a stretch. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. The Wolves host the Detroit Pistons on New Year's Eve. Uh, many times we've played Detroit, in Detroit or in Target Center, around like holiday periods, like around Christmas and New Year. It seems like we're always it's always around this time. We tend to play the Detroit uh, Pistons. The Wolves' losing streak ends versus the Detroit Pistons. So yes, there's an end. Gets to five, but we finally end it. If Kyle Anderson is back, maybe. That's the rumor that he'll be back by Detroit. That's what I heard, but maybe I'm just full of crap. The Pistons have Marvin Bagley III with illness as of December 26th. Isaiah, not Thomas, but livers. Interesting. Shoulder injury as of the uh, 3rd of December. Cade Cunningham, kind of important player. A shin injury as of November the 10th. He got kicked in the shins, you know. Somebody kicked him in the shins. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (coughs) Pardon me. Of course, it's just a two-game series because it's Eastern Conference. And the East is not the least. I think the Eastern Conference wins the NBA championship this year for sure, for sure. And I'd be kind of annoyed actually if they don't. Eastern Conference wins the championship this year. Um, New Year's Eve again. Timberwolves host the Detroit Pistons. Wednesday, January eleventh, the Pistons host the Wolves. I think you got to sweep that series, and if you don't, shame on you. Uh, Pistons just ended their losing streak of at least four games. One twenty-six, one eleven loss at Utah. 113-93 loss in Philly. There was two Utah and then in Philly loss. Atlanta smoked the Pistons 130-105. A nice 80s matchup, 1980s matchup. Dominic Wilkins, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Jamar's, you know, those kind of teams, Doc Rivers, yeah. <laughs> Clippers 142-131 barn burner, but loss in in uh, Detroit. And uh, Detroit ended their losing streak versus another ma- team in the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic Magic. M E H G I C. Yeah, that's what they really are. 121, 101. Orlando hasn't been good in forever. I don't know. Time for them to move to St. Louis or something. No, I'm kidding. They won't. I'd be shocked. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. 22nd in points, 15th in rebounds, 28th in field goal percentage, 16th in threes, 27th in assists, 16th in turnovers. 26th, just like the Wolves, and assist-to-turnover ratio, so they're a mess, of course. 28th in blocks, 21st in steals. Timberwolves have to win this game. If the Wolves lose to Detroit and get six losses in a row, I've got a sneaky feeling something huge happens after that game. It'll be like, yeah, happy New Year, Chris Finch. Yeah, I've got a sneaky feeling. I could be way off, but it just reeks of like, that would be the kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Not that I think it's Chris Finch's fault. I just, I just, I've been around the NBA and other sports for many years. And a game like that, see, imagine the Wolves, maybe the Wolves beat Milwaukee tonight. Okay, then Finch is probably fine. But if it's like a six game losing streak with uh, maybe it's like, imagine it's just like an embarrassing loss in Detroit, like, or to Detroit, like at home, 125, 100 or something stupid like that. That's probably it. But I truly doubt that'll happen. I think Finch is fine. So, with all that said, I think the Wolves win at least one of these two going into the uh, the end of 2022, 20, um, and you move forward and all that cute stuff. The Wolves will end up winning the game. Final score, I think, of something along the likes of 122 to, I think the Wolves went counterplay, 122 to 108. Anthony Edwards, 28 points. Denver, Nuggets. This is a huge, huge uh, opportunity for the Wolves to hopefully do something, but it could also be a chance the Wolves get smoked. Um... Bring in the new year. I'm so sick of hearing that. But Monday, January the 2nd, when all, everything is all over, and it's you know, and we're in January and all that. And then we turn our attention to the Vikings for a bit as we head deeper into January and hope for the ultimate thing to happen. Jamal Murray, who finally came back to play in everything this season, he's played 28 games, but says knee injury. So hopefully he's going to be okay. Hopefully it's nothing too serious this time around, as obviously he was out forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. Like uh, players are when it comes to a knee injury. I understand again the whole mobility issue and this and that, but I don't know, I don't know why ACLs are two years in the NBA compared to other sports. like hockey players come back. Like say if somebody had an ACL in January this year, he'll be he'll be he'll be at training camp in October ready to go, you know in, in the NHL. You don't think they need their knees in hockey? I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? So that's what I don't understand. Uh, I I don't get it. I I don't get it. So it's strange. And I know basketballs can have some real fluky, weird injuries, like obviously some really nasty ones and such, but NFL and uh, NHL, this and that. So I I just don't know. Maybe it's the way they're they're kind of all tied up down there. Uh, Maybe there's more of a, I don't know, they're able to brace themselves better when they play hockey, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, there's guys that have played with partially torn ACLs in the NHL, and they're still okay. And then they have their surgery, and then they're back for training camp. It's not like, you know, but then maybe later in their life they're messed up. But I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? Um, I need to backtrack, look at the Pistons a little bit. I apologize. Super quick. Bogdanovich, 40% from downtown. He's leading the club in scoring with 20 points. Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey are kind of the future and everything. But they haven't really hit stride yet. And Cunningham has missed a ton of, ton of time, unfortunately. Uh, he's not a real good shooter either yet. Um Jaden Ivey, sure, there's something there, but he also struggling shooting so far, but definitely has a future in the league of something being a, a very valuable player for years and years. Back to the pist- uh, Nuggets part of me. <coughs> can the Wolves big some boost some big confidence? Uh, can the Wolves gain a big boost in confidence is what I'm trying to say uh, by defeating the Denver Nuggets at Target Center? It's a nice opportunity. You know, I mean, it really can get things going in the right direction. Denver uh, Denver's obviously having a better season and everything, but there's some players missing at the moment. Aaron Gordon has been a pain in the ass to deal with forever when he's with the Magic. Jamal Murray's torched the Wolves forever because the Wolves passed on him for Chris Dunn, which is dumb. <laughs> so, very dumb. Very, very dumb. Nikola Jovich, uh, Djokovic, uh, not Djokovic, Djokovic this time it's the real thing. Uh, yeah, back-to-back MVP is impressive. Um... 25 points, 10, to 11 rebounds, and nine and a half assists. He can do a bit of everything. He's, he's what Garnett wanted to be. But I'm just kidding. Offensively, defensively, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. And there's no comparison between those two. No comparison. But offensively, yeah, Garnett would have liked to maybe be a little better. I'm sure Ish Smith is still around. He used to be on Detroit for years. Interesting, averaging about three points. <laughs> Contavious Caldwell-Pope, a uh, very unpopular player with the LA Lakers. Jeff Green's been on like 19 teams. DeAndre Jordan also, he's been around the league forever. Uh, he's not averaging a full block a game. Wow, but he's only averaging 14 minutes. So obviously a lot of nice pieces, some veterans, some, some all-stars, and guys that hopefully can stay healthy. Jamal Murray, to his credit, has played 28 games this year. So, okay, hopefully he's okay. Maybe it's just some kind of recovery thing. Uh, Denver Nuggets had a four-game winning streak snapped recently. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Big win there. 105-91. Portland, that was a statement game, you could say. Because uh, Memphis is way up at the top most of the year. Uh, it's going to be a weird, weird year in the West, but I, I'm okay with it. I'm sick of the Warriors, and Phoenix had their chance. I'm sorry. I, uh, You know, I wish the Phoenix Suns fan base got that championship. I do, and I, I, I feel for them. I really do, um, but some statement wins here for Denver lately, beating Memphis, beating Portland, who thought they were hot crap at the beginning of the year, they're way down now, not that I, we have anything to brag about at all, um, they beat the Blazers 120-107, the uh, Nuggets won on Christmas Day versus the Suns, 128-125, great game there, 113-106 over Sacramento, and then lost to Sacramento by one point in back-to-back games in Sacramento. So Sacramento also kind of floating around. 18 and 15. I'm happy to see the Kings back in playoff contention again. Good for them. They're the seventh seed at the moment. Uh, playing crap. They'd have to play like uh, Golden State in the first round if things were all set up. How's Golden State 500 with all the injuries and all the bad? Ah, uh, I hope they fall and chip a tooth. Anyhow, four-game series is the season opener uh, of the series. Monday, January the 2nd in Target Center. Wednesday, January 18th in Denver. Sunday, February 5th. Happy birthday, mom. They are in Target Center on Sunday. Uh, Tuesday, February 7th. So the series will wrap up very quickly once we get to Feb. And the series is over on Feb 7th in Denver Nugget Land. Fifth in points. 19th in rebounds. This is Denver. Second in field goal percentage. That probably doesn't surprise me. Second in three point percentage. Second in assist. Jeez. 20th in turnovers. Second in assist to turnover ratio. Good. 20th in blocks, 12th in steels. But definitely, uh, yeah, this is the kind of game that, uh, I don't know. I mean, odds are highly against the Wolves winning this one. Can I make a bold prediction and say the Wolves come out and dazzle this team? That It's a total shocker. The Wolves come out and surprise the club. And again, this is the first time that uh, our general manager, Conley, goes up against his former team course it's just it's not like really a matchup of GMs or anything in a game like this, maybe in a postseason series. <laughs> but I suppose head to head counts for something. Uh, Tim Conley though versus the Denver Nuggets for the first time. I think the Wolves I think the Wolves make a I think a little surprise people and get a win here. I think the will surprise and this could be a big boost for the team going forward. If this team is going to take a step forward and get back into playoff contention, they need something like this to be a massive confidence booster. Uh, The Wolves generally play Denver very well, very well, and oftentimes that ends up being a low-scoring game, but we'll see. Uh, They are fifth in points. They're a higher-scoring club right now, but if Jamal Murray's not playing, take advantage and get the job done. Why the heck not? Timberwolves end up winning the game, final score. I think it's going to be relatively lower scoring compared to other games. Um, Wolves in Denver historically has been lower scoring, but that was in the past. Uh, different kind of situations and such. The Wolves end up winning the game. Yeah, like there were a lot of 98 to 97 type of games. A lot with this club forever, basically. Um, The final score is going to be Minnesota 108 to 107. Wolves win by one point and a bit of a statement victory and a confidence booster to put this team back going. Uh, Anthony Edwards, 35 points, leads the Wolves and Minnesota beats Denver. Two-game win streak. And we get to play the Portland Trail Blazers one more time, yet again. Portland Trail Blazers. Where's the Blazers? Where's the Blazers? Where'd it go? There it is. This one is also in target center January the 4th. Portland's been dropping off a little bit. Nukic. Well, this is another opportunity for the Wolves to uh, get another win. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to be positive, and if I'm right about that Denver game, that's going to be so cool. I've got a sneaky feeling, though. That's a feeling. That's not just, it's definitely not me being a homer. I just have a feeling. I have I have that feeling. Just like losing to the Bucks. I have a strong feeling about that, too. It's just not a good matchup. Uh, Nurkic, calf injury. Hmm, sounds familiar. Keon Johnson illness. Now, these are all on the 29th of December, apparently, and Greg Brown the third illness. Okay, Portland Trio Blazes. 18th in points, 15th in rebounds, 11th in field goal percentage, third in threes. Not surprising. All you need to say is one thing Damian Lillard. Assists 18th, turnovers 20th, assist to turnover ratio 19th. So they're pretty mediocre in a lot of stuff, except three point shooting, um, block shots 24th, and 24th in steals also. Portland leads the series 2 to nothing, 2 to nil. So, well, another opportunity here. you got to make a statement. So Portland has won both of their games in Portland, 124-118 on December the 10th. Two days later, it was Demolition Derby. Embarrassing. The kind of, like, up, oh, coaches fired, you know, Timberwolves fire coach, you know, after this game, whoever it is, Ryan Saunders or, or uh, you know, it, that's the kind of game it would be, like, the games like that. Um, and that's what I think it would be like, say, if the Wolves lost 133-112 to Detroit after being beat by the Bucks, I think you might hear about something. I think there'd be news. I, I really do. But, that's how it is sometimes. Because we. Have, how many games below 500 would it be? Five? So, whoo I mean, that's messed up. Um, I think there would be a surprise in their story that would f- happen at some point after that game. Um, Wednesday, January 4th, and then Sunday, April 2nd. Uh, huh, much later in the year. Yeah, Wolves in Target Center. I don't know what it is, but I got a feeling the Wolves move forward. See, it's going to be... It's like the whole thing where a stock, most of you probably don't care and don't follow this kind of stuff, but in the stock market, you look at the charts, there's something called a Bollinger Band. And when a stock is about to do something like major volatility, see the Bollinger Band is uh, like above and below, like a general area of where the stock generally would go depending on the volatility of the stock like maybe it's a ten dollar stock right and there's a Bollinger Band floating around eight and one around twelve right like the stock kind of floats around eight to twelve eight to twelve kind of around there right it doesn't guarantee anything but when there's clearly a volatility about to happen like something's happening like news or this or that the Bollinger Band I wish I could show you like it was a video right now Points straight down and straight up, basically. Like, holy cow, this thing could do any. This thing could go anywhere. That's the Timberwolves Bollinger band going into this week. I think, I think so. Like, the Wolves could go way up, maybe defeating the uh, obviously just getting a simply getting a win versus Detroit, and then that big win versus Denver. That's when the stock pops, you know, to thirteen dollars instead of twelve, and it keeps moving. And then you go on and head and beat the Portland Trailblazers. Whoa, it's at fourteen dollars and fifty cents now. So, yeah, all right. And who knows after that? But I'm going to go with the positive. I just have a sneaky feeling. But again, losing to Detroit, that could be where the stock drops down to $6 a share and um, people get fired. So somebody could get fired if that happened. That's my... I I just have that feeling. Like there's going to be a big story of some kind one way or another. Like things drop way down and we might hear a, a sudden announcement of the coach being fired or... We uh, defeat the Denver Nuggets and away we go. Not necessarily like holy crap or ten times better than before, but I do think, I do think it can ha- get the Wolves back above 500 and moving in the right direction and finally moving into playoff contention. Maybe even passing Portland in the standings in the not too distant future because it doesn't take a whole lot. It's just a three-game difference, so it could happen. Um, and I do think the Wolves beat the Portland Trail Blazers. I think Anthony Edwards again has a great game. D'Angelo Russell goes out for. 30 or 30, 31 in the game. Um, but uh, Edwards is right around 28. This and that. Jaden McDaniels, I think, has a huge game. I think he has a huge game against Denver, actually, uh, as well. But I got a sneaky feeling the Wolves end up winning the game. Final score one, uh, one, 118 to 110. Wolves win by 8 over the Blazers. And we have a 3 and 1 week heading in a much more positive direction moving forward. Uh, again, You want want to be positive, but I I just have a feeling something is going to happen this week. Then you play the Clippers, Houston, Detroit. This could be a very interesting thing. Of course, the streak could end very quickly with the Phoenix Suns and Cleveland Cavaliers coming up and and Utah and stuff, but yeah, that doesn't mean it becomes a huge long losing streak, though. It's just maybe just a temporary little dip, and then back up we go again. Otherwise, otherwise it could be bombs away in the other direction. So that's my belief. If something significant happens, this next week. We'll be talking about it on next week's show. With that, we'll take a quick break and see what's going on with Fan Interaction. We are back here on Fan Interaction, segment number three to wrap up the show. And unfortunately, it's a good thing the rest of the show was longer. So and maybe it was just me like, uh, <laughs> maybe it was just me like randomly like thinking, oh, you know, there's no Fan Interaction. Yeah, I guess there really wasn't, unfortunately. I got a new follower though, Josh Lehman, thank you. Um, yeah, that's been a little quiet lately as well, but it is what it is. I want to thank all of you that have retweeted the most recent show at T Wolves EX at T Wolves EX Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. The Basketball Podcast Network out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Yep, they're from Vancouver, British Columbia. Go Grizzlies, right? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Vince Vinrock Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. And really hoping and praying for the return of the Courtside Podcast. And of course, we uh, text and talk often, of course. You know, obviously international, so usually Facebook Messenger. Uh, Derek Felska from Western Wisconsin, of course, actually from Minnesota, but lives in Western Wisconsin, is a teacher and a defensive line coach. Huge help for uh, Brave the Wild, and also he's, he's helped out a lot in the early stages here of video game the Video Game Flashback podcast, Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2, hopefully that show continues. I have a feeling that one's going to pop at some point, but it's going to take time to give, and for people to even know the show exists. That's just kind of how it is. Um, DuckTales, uh, DuckTales of the NES, that show is being released this afternoon, so probably as you're listening to this, that might be popping up. The show is done already. I just scheduled the release because I wanted to let Mega Man have its heyday as the newest show on Video Game Flashback rather than to throw up uh, DuckTales. Of course, the release of that show is completely random. Sometimes they'll pop up a few shows other times it might be weeks or even months in between one show to the next just because the way it is you know it might be a big project or too busy or whatever it is. So like there's a I'm working on a Super Nintendo game right now that I'm not gonna tell you what it is but it's uh, it's a very popular one that a lot of people know so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting uh, episode hopefully people like it very much. I'm trying not to make it too long because that's the hard part. With that said, again, thank you guys so much for your retweets, your shares. You guys are worth everything, you know, to me. I, I'm not just saying that. Uh, I'm going to look at the demographics real quick for fun. Because it's just a fun thing. I'll say it forever. Um, Again, the the numbers have not been good. And I know the fan base is frustrated. Thank you, Apple Podcasts, for stepping up to the plate, I guess. But everything has been roofed. Uh, It's not been good. Uh, The number one country is the United States. Surprise. Number two is Australia. New Zealand's in fourth place right now behind South Korea. Well, thank you, South Korea, for listening to the show. It means a lot. New Zealand, well, at least I know two people for sure uh, that are super loyal to the show. And I appreciate you guys like no tomorrow. And Levi. As for regions like states or provinces and stuff, number one Minnesota. Well, okay. Number two Victoria, Australia. Number three New York. That's cool, the Bronx and all them. New Jersey. So New York and New Jersey. That's pretty cool. If you combine those together, it'd be ahead of Victoria, interestingly. But thirteen in Victoria. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder who else that it might might be, with uh, with with Vince there. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Florida, Texas, Texas, Florida, you know what I mean. Western Australia, Illinois, Mississippi, and uh, South Korea. You could go on. Those are regions. As for cities, number one is Melbourne. (laughs) No, that'd be funny. It'd be interesting. I'm like, whoa, but it'd be cool. Yeah, I would not complain. Believe me, that'd be cool. (laughs) Cities, Minneapolis, number one. St. Paul, number two. Melbourne, Victoria, number three. All right. Marshall, Minnesota. Isn't that cool? Marshall, Minnesota. Wayne, New Jersey. I like that. The Bronx, New York. Perth, Western Australia. Louisville, Texas. Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Thank you, Ocean Springs. Appreciate you. St. Michael, Minnesota, where there's a lot of nice malls out there that's a bit north of here. Not too far, but far enough. Like, I wouldn't go there every day, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a long it's a, it's a bit of a drive from Golden Valley, Minnesota, but nothing crazy. It's just, you wouldn't want to commute there every single day, necessarily, but a nice place. Very nice place. I mean, some people would commute there. I know people that have lived there that work at Boston Scientific and Maple Grove, but Maple Grove's closer to St. Michael than Golden Valley is, right? So it kind of is what it is. Uh, again, thank you all so very much. Tell your friends, word of mouth, positive ratings on Apple. Can't thank you enough. Uh, Wilco, 321, really appreciate you. Sounds like you're hitting a, a buzzer beater there with a 321. <laughs> thank you so much, really. I'm sincere, and uh, anybody else, you know, that wants to please do i really appreciate it um apple podcasts uh, audible stitcher and spot up spotify at least does star ratings i'm not even sure how to tell what star ratings uh, what the star ratings are though on that which is a pain in the butt so like not the person but like are, are there any it's hard to tell so it's hard to tell if there are any but maybe it maybe it'll show at some point um with that said again thank you so much for listening uh, don't be afraid to call into the show sometime. That would be extremely appreciated. Call into the show. Basically, what you do is open your free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, press record, read it like a phone call, and then when you're done, save it and share it to paladino.live at yahoo.com. Paladino.live at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zubsar with a z. dot com. Um, really appreciate all of you once again. We will talk to you in a week. And until then, happy new year. Enjoy yourself and go Timberwolves.